Can somebody say praise the Lord? Can somebody say hallelujah? Can somebody raise your hand and say thank you, Jesus? Come on, somebody say God is up in here. All right, let me get this out of the way right from the beginning. Tonight we're going to enter into something entirely new. For what you have gone through has prepared you to accrue a future that is ready and due. For many are called, but the chosen are few, and I thank God that he's chosen you and you and you and you and you and me too to enter into a season of pressing through. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to bid adieu to what is untrue, and I'm going to pursue what is about to debut. Yeah, boo. Can somebody say, yeah, boo? Okay, let me get that out of the way. Um, I'm known as the rhyming preacher. And so, you know, I say things like, the Holy Ghost will do the most to get you to boast that he's the Lord of hosts. Okay, I'll leave that alone. I've got a notion that all of this commotion was a necessary motion for your upcoming promotion. Okay, all right, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. I want you to get your prophetic bony finger out and tell the person beside you, listen to me. Tell them, listen to me. If you knew who was sitting next to you after this is service is over, you would take me to dinner. Come on, somebody. All right, now I need you to talk to me because I got like 20 minutes, all right? And so there's going to be a download in here. Every word's prophetic. Every word's prophetic. And so I need you to tell me, talk fast. Tell me again. One more time. Okay, I'll talk fast. So that means listen fast. Metabolize fast. Receive fast. Amen? I, I, I'm so honored to be here. Was it Indiana Street? Was the first time I came? And now to be here to see what God has done, Pastor Mark, being with you, just an honor and a privilege, family for, 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 for decades here. And then, and then with being here with Jerusha, her father was my teacher in Bible college, and um, I used to sneak over to his church on Sunday sometimes, even though as a PBC student, you weren't supposed to do that. But uh, there was something over in Aloha. And, uh, and God's connected us in a powerful way. But Jerusha has a powerful anointing. I told her, not only is she representing her father, who was at that presbytery, but she's representing the ladies, my grandmother. And so there's like a reunion going on in this place. But I want to honor the pastors of this house, the founders of this house, you have great pastors. Okay, okay, that's, that's how you cheered for me. That's how you cheered for me. Now let's cheer for your pastor. You have great pastors. Come on, come on, come on. And not only do you have great pastors, but you're in a great church. Amen? But I just want to rise up and call you blessed. Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Ray Dean, 
J-O, it's a family deal. We go back. I mean, it's just amazing. And to just be here and to see what God has done and is doing and what he's about to do, it's phenomenal to be in this moment. What C.S. Lewis said, he said, this moment contains all moments. And so we're in a convergence of the past, the present, and the future at the same time. In this moment, this weekend, God's up to something. Come on, somebody. Nudge somebody beside you and tell them God is up to something. Okay. My family says hello. We live in the ATL. We're giving the devil hell. My wife and I have been married for almost 22 years now. In a few weeks, uh, I, have, I have three kids. My daughter, she's about to get married in October. She's 21. She's in the music industry. My son, he's about to turn 18. He's a senior in high school. And my baby girl is 10 years of age, and uh, that's my heart right there. So that's my family. They send their love. My father also, Dr. David and Marilyn Kitely, they send their love to you as well. Hallelujah. I want to read a verse. Genesis chapter 26, verses 1 through 6. And if you can help me now, I, I, if you can tell, I, I come from Oakland, California originally. And so I grew up in the hood, okay? And we had a tradition where we stood for the reading of the word. And so can you do that with me and make me feel at home for a moment? And we're going to read this verse in Genesis chapter 26, verses 1 through 6. And then we're just going to see what God's going to say real quickly. Can somebody say amen? amen. Okay, let's read this. And I want to read it together. One, two, three. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Are we in the same version? What version are you? All right, I'm just going to read with you. Let's start over. Now there was a famine in the land besides the former famine that was in the days of Abraham and Isaac. Somebody say Isaac. Isaac. Somebody say Isaac. Isaac. We're talking about? And Isaac went to Gerar, to Elimelech, king of the Philistines, and the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt, dwell in the land. Next slide. And then it says, of which I shall tell you, sojourn in this land, and I will be with you and will bless you, for to you and to your offspring I will give all these lands, all these lands, all these lands, and I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham your father, watch this, and I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and will give to your offspring all these lands. And in your offspring, all of the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 5, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac settled there. Lift your hands to heaven. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time, and now I pray a Dr. Violet Kitely word in this moment. Help, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Get your prophetic bony, don't sit down, get your prophetic bony finger out one more time, stick it in your neighbor's face, and tell them this, your short-term, short temporary, pain temporary pain has caused you to obtain, you to obtain. an anointing that cannot be explained. It's a whole nother level, and God used the devil to give you double for your trouble. Thank God for the struggle. Be seated, be seated, be seated, be seated. Be seated, be seated, be seated, be seated. Your short-term temporary pain has caused you to obtain an anointing that cannot be explained. It's a whole other level. 
and God even used the devil to give you double for your trouble. Come on, somebody. Thank God for the struggle. It's easy to thank God in the good times. It's easy to thank God when you're prosperous. It's easy to thank God when you're on the mountaintop. But what about in the valley? What about in the midst of famine? What about in the midst of challenge and struggle? Thank God. It's a praise that I learned how to give God in that place, in the valley season. Come on, somebody. That I couldn't give in any other place. Somebody's alive up in here. Somebody say, talk faster, Pastor. I love this, this, the sound, the sound. Psalm 89, 15, blessed are the people that know the joyful sound. There's something about the sound. There's a prophetic sound that's, that's in this place, that's moving in this environment. And, and sound creates sounds. Come on, somebody. Because you look at Ezekiel chapter 37, he says, I want you to prophesy a sound. And then all of a sudden, when you prophesy a sound, all of a sudden, bones start coming back together, and you hear sounds that are created by sounds. Come on, somebody. And so you begin to prophesy and open up your mouth, and you declare the word of the Lord. Somebody say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so there's something in this atmosphere. As we got into this worship, I was like, you know what? We got to understand something here. I mean, we could get an unction and prophesy all night, but we do have babies. And we do have bodies. Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So some people are going to get a personal word. But guess what? We're all going to get a word. You see, when the corporate word is given, it's personal. And when the personal word is given, it's corporate. So then you look at the person beside you and you tell them, come on, get your tell somebody again. Say, this weekend, you're getting a word. Come on, tell them and say, yes, this weekend, I'm getting a word. In fact, this weekend, we're getting a word. In fact, this weekend, and this one you got to stand up and look at everybody else in the room and tell them all, all of us are getting a word. God's speaking. We're in a prophetic environment. And how many know that the word works? The word works. There's something powerful about the word of God when it comes. It works in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2. That, you know, the scripture says that the word of God didn't profit them because they didn't mix it with faith. Can somebody mix some things here? Come on. Get your mixers out. Come on. Get your mixer out right here. And, and, and you know what? I think we ought to do this all weekend while we're here. When the word starts coming, start mixing it with faith. As the scripture says that the word of God did not profit them. And the word profit in the Greek speaks of the ability. It's, it speaks of usefulness. It speaks of it, it, you, to being furthered along. To be pushed forward. You see, there's a word that's coming into this place this weekend in every single service that's going to push you forward into the future. Guess what? There's a word of acceleration that God is bringing into this house, but you gotta, you got to partner with the word and you got to mix it with, with faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. i got a witness up in here, here, here. Somebody say, talk faster. Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26. We get into... This era in Isaac's life where there's a famine. His 
The Bible reveals in the scripture that his father had gone through a season of famine. Famine happens almost to everyone. It happens in different generations. And what do you do when famine shows up? Come on now. When you go through famine, that's not the time to make foolish decisions, to make moves. Come on, somebody. What do you do? I mean, you look at the book of Ruth and you realize an entire family moved out of the house of bread to a place called Moab, which Moab in the Hebrew is actually doesn't just mean at ease. It's actually a question. Ab, ab, abba, ha. Abba is father. Mo means who is. And so all of a sudden in the midst of famine, they make a decision to move to a place called who's your daddy? Come on, somebody. And here in this scripture, we realize that when Abraham went through famine, he went to Egypt. Isaac goes through famine, and he says, this is what our generations do. We just repeat what's happened in other generations. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to go to Egypt because that's what my daddy did. Come on, somebody. But God says, I want to break something. I want to break generational curses and cycles that have been in your life. And so all of a sudden, Isaac is making his move. He gets everybody, and he's very wealthy, by the way. And he's going along, and he's moving towards Egypt, and he gets to a place called Gerar. Somebody say Gerar. Gerar. He gets to a place called Gerar, and there's a sound that comes from heaven. I love the scripture because it says in the scripture that the Lord appeared to him there. And he spoke a sound. And he said, I don't need you to repeat what previous generations have done. There's a blessing on you. There's a blessing on your future. There's a blessing on your offspring. And what I need you to do is break the cycle. And so I need you to, watch this, stop here. As we've heard it before, God orders our starts and God orders our stops. I need you to stop here because I want to give you a revelation. Let me talk quickly. And so we look in the scripture, he lands in Gerar, a valley called Gerar. Gerar in the Hebrew means to bring up the cud. You're chewing some substance, some meat. And then all of a sudden, it comes back up out. That's a beautiful place, isn't that? (laughs) And he gets to this valley of Gerar, and he starts going back down the pathway of his father. And he goes to these wells that his father had dug. And he goes and he redigs those wells. I'm talking to somebody up in here. And he redigs those wells. And he goes to a place called Isak. And Isak means quarrel. He unstops this well, and the, 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 the people of the land wanted that. And so the scripture says he pushed him out. But you're kind of happy because you got pushed out of quarrel. See, there's some people who know what I'm talking about. He gets to the next well, it's called Sitna, and it means strife. And, it, and it, means, it, means, it means agitation. And he redigs the well and he's like, okay, we have water in this place, but he's pushed out again. And you're sitting there going, thank God. Huh. 
for pushing me out of quarrel and agitation. I got a witness somewhere up in here. And so finally, he gets to this next well, and it's called Rehoboth. Woo! This is my prophetic word. It's called that Rehoboth in the Hebrew. It's called spaciousness. This surely must be the place that God has for me. I have more space around me. All of my animals can eat. This is a great place. Rehoboth. And he redigs the well in spaciousness. And sometimes we get to a place called spaciousness and we think, this is it. But God says, this is not it. You might be comfortable in Rehoboth, but actually you are not created for Rehoboth. And so actually there's another place I want to go. And you read Genesis 26 on your own. But you get there. And by the way, this is the chapter where in verse 12, the scripture says, in the same year that Isaac sowed, he reaped 100-fold. Until you see the three levels of prosperity. Until one, he prospered. Number two, he continued to prosper. By the way, that's another level. Not just to, to do good, but to continue to do good. But then the other one, he became very prosperous. But all of a sudden, he, God says, no more Isaac, no more Sitna. No more Rehoboth. I'm sending you to a place called Beersheba. Now I'm prophesying over this house now. Send you to a place called Beersheba. Beersheba is the exact location after Abraham went to sacrifice his son on the hill in Mount Moriah. And God provided a ram. When they came down the hill, they came to this place called Beersheba. And they built an altar there. Now you realize that now God says, I'm taking you back woo, to some places where I've done some miracles in your life. And I've given you provision in your life. In times where I proved myself as Jehovah Jireh in your life. I'm actually taking you back to that place called Beersheba. I want you to hear this. Because I'm almost done. Somebody say talk faster. Listen faster. Beersheba in the Hebrew means seven wells. See, now I'm prophesying over the heart of the city. God's moving you from a place <laughs> where you've gone through quarrel. I'm talking to somebody here. Somebody's getting this right here. Where you've gone through strife and agitation. Uh, there's a witness up in here. And even you come to a place where you've had some good, good times, spaciousness, woo! But spaciousness, Rehoboth is a one-well town. But God's called you not to just have one well. He's called you to Beersheba, where there's a water table under the surface that has the capacity to release a sevenfold blessing. And so he says, guess where I'm taking you next, baby? This has been tough. This has been tough. This has been good, but that's not enough. I'm taking you somewhere deeper. I'm taking you somewhere wider. I'm taking you somewhere more productive. And it's called Beersheba. I'm taking you to a place where there's going to be seven wells of fruitfulness. Can I, can I, I wrote down the, the, the seven wells. You want to hear them? Yeah. Ah. 
You ready? I'm already over my time. <laughs> I'm just waiting for like the hole the, the hole in the stage to just drop me. Boom! You know, I'm just gone. Okay, you ready? The first well is the well of equipping. God is sending an army, a Joel 2 army, that's going to come into this house, and they're not going to receive just information, but impartation and blessing. And they're going to be equipped, like it says in Ephesians 4, that we're going to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. It's time for an army of saints to rise up in this hour in the different spheres of society and be the church. And guess what? One of the wells of this house is to equip the saints to fulfill what God wants to do in this time. It's to release his church to be who she's called to be. The second well that God's given this church is the well of the young. And all the older people said, because there's a dance that's going to take place. The young and the old are going to dance together. And the health that I see in this house is the generations together. And we need fathers and mothers and grandmothers and grandfathers to lay hands and to speak a word of affirmation over a generation that is unaffirmed. Come on now. And so there's a partnership that God's doing, but God says, I'm bringing in young people into this house. I'm bringing in this, this skeptical generation. Come on, somebody who's seen it all, heard it all, they have everything at their fingertips, but they need the power. And they need the focus. And they need the affirmation that's in the house of God. Let me keep going here. God also says I'm given the well of worship. Okay, I heard it in the prophetic word 14 years ago. And I'm sitting here watching this, and let me just break it down. You have like Kenny G on the sax, soprano sax over here. You have you have. Cowboy boot girl on the bass. I'm watching the drummer drum, and he breaks a stick on a slow song. Yes. On a slow song. I see him. It pop flies up, and he's reaching in the bag for another one. It's like we're just going like this. It's like boom. I don't even know what to say. I was watching all the, sho the, the shoes up here, and I was enjoying all the shoes. Then I came over here, and I was like, how beautiful are the feet of, of him who brings good news. Whoever this person is, whatever this man of God is, there's a sound inside of you. It's the sound of heaven. And I saw a worshiping angel playing strings behind you tonight right behind you. God's going to open up doors to the nations for you, man of God. Where is, where is he? God's going to open up doors to the nations for you. For even the land of Israel, you will go. Even in South America, you will go. And even in Europe, you will go. And I'm going to release my sound through you, says the Spirit of the Lord. And it's going to release a prophetic word even out of your mouth. 
The Spirit of the Lord says, watch and see what I'm going to do, man of God, because I'm even going to open up provision for you as you move into the future. Some of these things, you're like Mary. You're saying, how can this be? And the Lord says, watch, I will show you, for I've already gone before you, and I've prepared the way. But because of your faithfulness, because of your integrity and your character and your heart of worship, the Lord says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to anoint you. And as you, pl- as you play, you will play. Oh, play on that word. As you play, you will play. There's going to be an enjoyment, and it's going to be released out of you. And what's going to happen is, is that people are going to hear that sound, and people are going to get healed. People are going to come in with migraines and cancer and HIV, fibromyalgia. God gives you a, a special anointing, even over autoimmune, even over ADD and ADHD, and he gives you a special anointing for even as you play your instrument, oh, barefooted wonder. You're going to play the word of the Lord. That's your new nickname, the barefooted wonder. But I'm telling you. Where's, where's Seth? Pastor Seth, where is he? Where is he? They're just all over here. I want my album. Shall I put it in prophetic language? I want my album, says the Lord. You know what? I, I got to tell these wells. I'm just telling you right now. Even if you have to start with covers. I'm trying to hold my mouth. I'm going to say what, I'm gonna, what, I, what I thought when I'm doing the worship. I was like, the way they're doing it here sounds better than the album when I first heard it. Okay, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. There's something, there's something, there's a creativity, a flavor, a sound, a heart of the city worship that must be released into the earth. And so the songwriters come forth. The worshipers come forth. This is good. Part of the equipping is going to be teaching people how to worship. They're going to come into this place, and I just see them coming for seasons, and they're going to be taught how to worship like David and strum the harp and play the song of the Lord and release God's sound that will cause the demonic strongholds over Saul to disappear. Let me keep moving. I, I, I can give you the wells. I'm going to do them real quickly here because I'm misbehaving. Talk faster, Pastor. The well of government in the state of Idaho and in this region. The well of business. God's releasing business people into this house. Whew. And business concepts are dropping in this room this weekend. Ideas. I see, I see so many businesses being started in 2020 through this house. It's going to be ridiculous. 
At the end of 2019, I, I, and, and to all of 2019, I started three businesses myself. I got, went and got the LLC. Let me just tell somebody here. Let me tell somebody right here. Go and fill out the form. <laughs> Pay for the LLC. Get the business done. And if you need to help somebody here, saith the Lord. Because blessing is being released through business. Okay, the well, Pastor JL, and this is over you all too, of the apostolic. The church planting that's coming out of this house is unbelievable. And there's a father and mothering spirit that rests upon them. They sit under apostolic ministry. And some people don't like the word apostolic, but I'm going for it. They're, because it's biblical. I don't care. Whatever people have abused, I don't care what they've abused. If it's in the Bible, then there's a meaning behind it. God put it there. For instance, oh, I'm going to go there. Like the rainbow. We need to redeem the rainbow. Okay. I'll, I'll. And then the last well is the well of the prophetic. The prophetic company. And you've already, these things are active in this house, but God's putting you in Beersheba now. And he says, I'm releasing a flow of wells. There is a water table that is ready for you in this next season, says the Spirit of the Lord. Let me call the fellow prophets and, and, and prophetess here with me because, but I want to start with, with, with our pastors here in this house, if that's okay, because I believe that the anointing oil flows, actually I'm going to keep my Bible. The anointing oil flows from the head of Aaron down to his beard, down to the skirt. And so even as the anointing comes upon them and is released upon them, it's released upon, I'm from Georgia, I live in Atlanta, y'all. Come on, somebody. And so the Spirit of the Lord would begin to declare to the two of you, first of all, you are the timeless ones. There is a multi-generational anointing upon you to touch the youngest to the oldest. And God has given you a special grace even for this up-and-coming generation. And, and, and it's, like, it's like you all don't age, you stage. Like a sage and a gauge. And, 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 and the Spirit of the Lord comes and He says, I've brought this house in different chapters and different seasons but now the page turns and the chapter turns and you're moving into a new era where you're going to anoint, ordain, and release a company of people like you've never seen before into the different spheres of influence, but also in church planting. God's going to release some more churches out of this house over the next five to ten years than you ever could ever even imagine. And... You're going to release, you're going to release an up-and-coming generation. Ha, huh, that's been your heartbeat to release them. And so you're moving into another level of fatherhood and motherhood in the spirit. Ha, huh, like you've never known before. The Lord has prepared you. He seasoned you and he trusts you. And he says, I'm releasing my anointed in this house. But I am moving this house again, says the Lord. Even the physical location. Ha, huh, there will be another place that I will show you. 
When I'm talking about moving from spaciousness, when you first got in here, Rehoboth, I'm moving you to Beersheba now. I'm moving you to another wide open space, says the Spirit of the Lord, for it shall be done. As I've just been praying for you guys and praying for this church, this story, it's a weird little story in Numbers, keeps coming to my mind. And there's this moment where the Israelites are complaining, right? And that's the story of Exodus in Numbers. And they're thirsty. And so Moses says, God, what am I supposed to do? And he says, go to this rock, and I'm going to stand before you, and you're going to strike the rock, and water's going to come out. This is not the time he gets angry. And so he goes before the people, and he stands before this rock, and before him stands God Almighty. It's kind of sad because I think the whole company of people is supposed to be in God's presence, but it's just Moses. And water begins to come out of that rock. Well, in Jewish tradition, the theory is that the rock actually travels with the children of Israel. And wherever they go, the rock with the water goes. I like this tradition because... Paul himself says in 1 Corinthians that the rock went with them and that the rock was Jesus Christ. And there's this little song in Numbers 21 that they would sing to the rock. And again, Jewish tradition has it when they sing to the rock, water would come out of the rock. And they'd sing this. They'd sing, spring up a well. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Let it flow. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Spring up a well and let it flow. And I just believe that there is no complaint in this place. There is no criticism in this place. There is no sarcasm in this place. And it's even as God himself is going to give you what the children of Israel didn't get to experience. Christ himself, the cornerstone, is going to go with you where you go. He goes. And I just believe when you don't know what to do, when it seems impossible, I just see you as a people singing to the rock, spring up, presence of God, spring up, spirit of the living God, spring up, let your presence flow, let your power flow, spring up a well, spring up a well, spring up a well. And I just believe even here at this conference, there's supposed to be the sound of a people singing to the rock. Singing to the rock. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho needs a church singing to the rock. Presence of Jesus flow. Healing of Jesus flow. Power of Jesus flow. Ought to set people free from addiction to set people free. Ought to bring healing. 
believe that even the song that's going to be released here, because yes, a song is being released here that is just going to release the presence of Jesus, not just in Idaho, but around the world. Is that better? Okay, there it is. Well, good evening, everybody. It's good to be here again. You know, one, one of the beautiful things about the prophetic is that it changes realities. It speaks to old existing realities, but it also introduces a new one. And not just in word only, because a lot of times people can say words, and words are just words. But the, the, the onus behind the prophetic word of God is that it also has the ability and the power to move us into it. Ezekiel 37, prophesy to the dry bones. Tell them to come together. Bones don't respond to sound. Bones in themselves, they don't respond to words. But with the prophetic injunction behind it, that word has the power to move what was dead and bring it back to life. And I really believe that, you know, what's going to happen here and what is happening here is there are going to be some new introductions to some new realities. You're going to walk out of some things, and you're going to walk into some new things. Not something just conjured by your own mind or your own heart, because prophecy doesn't come from your own mind or your own heart. Prophecy comes from the heart of God. It's, it's, it's the will of God. It's the wisdom of God. It's the plan of God that says, this is the reality that I have for you, and I'm committed to help you being able to do that. Isaiah 61 is a, prophetic, uh, uh, is a prophetic scripture about the ministry of Jesus. And one little snippet in there that is so powerful says that he comes to set at liberty those that are bruised. When you have a bruise or I have a bruise, like say if I bruise my arm or I bruise my foot, the way that I would live my life would be to favor that area where I've been wounded, Right? So if I've hurt my hand, I'm not going to walk and hold my hand out to shake hands with people where my hand has been bruised. I'm not going to go with the crowd if my leg's been hurt and walk this direction. I'm going to try to shield it. And many times in life, we go through stuff, we go through things, and we experience bruises. But the prophetic declaration of God comes to say that that bruise does not determine your reality. It does not determine your reality. And God says that he has come to set at liberty those who are bruised. And I say that because this is the word I feel in my heart. I believe there are some mothers here, some moms, M-O-M-S, M-O-T-H-E-R-S, mothers that are here. And I know moms go through difficulties and that kind of thing. But there has been an unusual amount of distress upon your life. Distress to the point that you just cannot shake it. 
you've thought about, if there's a way I can bail out, I'll bail out. If there's a way that I can, that, that I can uh, uh, change this, I would, but nothing has worked. Your attempts have been fruitful in your own mind, your own heart. But I believe today that the Spirit of the Lord is saying that he wants to give some moms that are here today that have been dealing with a distressed reality. Prophetically, he wants to introduce you into a new reality. I believe tonight that there's something supernatural that's going to happen in your lives. And I believe God is going to break something off and you're going to step into something new. So uh, I, I want you to, to move real quick, if you would. If you're a mother that's here today, and there is not just the regular stress and strain of life, but there is undue duress upon your life that you have not been able to shake, I want you to come up here real quick. We're going to pray, and the Spirit of God is going to give you a new reality. Just come and stand along here real quickly. This is the word of the Lord to you. This is the word of the Lord to you. If the enemy can frustrate you to the place where your hope, where your faith, where your trust is battered beyond usability, he can hinder what God wants to do. I want to tell you tonight that there is authority that's in you there's prayers to be prayed in you there's yes. healings to be released in you yes. there's joy for you to be up to experience there are women listen you are a first fruits of what God is going to do with women and mothers throughout this area you're going to be an you're going to be an army that's going to be released and what you experience tonight you're going to take it to people around you. It may be a phone call. It may be a text. It may be a cup of coffee. It may be a visit. But not only is God going to give you a new reality, but you're going to help introduce others in that reality. So you're coming tonight. You're coming tonight. Not just to find your own relief, but you're also coming to get an impartation because you're going to take it to others. Just lift your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak to distress in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for these women's lives. We thank you, Lord God, that they are uh, 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 tried and true and tested. And Lord, we just say tonight, let the anointing, that prophetic anointing, come down tonight, Father, that changes the realities. We speak it. We declare new realities to you. In the name of Jesus, you're not, listen, you're not going to be by yourself. That fear of loneliness, that fear, you're not going to be by yourself. God has you covered. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. Uh, the Lord says, lift up your head. Lift up your head, lady. Lift up your head. He says, because I am your strength. Uh, and I am your, look, come on, lift that head up. Uh, oh, God says, there was a time in your life when the joy of the Lord just bubbled over within you. 
and it's like the enemy has just plugged your well, just like Pastor pa uh, 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 Patrick was prophesying. God says, I'm unclogging your well. I'm unclogging your well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a new day. It's been a nightmare. It's been a nightmare. You've lived a nightmare. It's been a bad dream. You said in your spirit, when will I wake up? And the Lord says, it's not about you waking up. It's about me rising up. Yes, and yes. I'm rising up in you tonight in the name of Jesus. I don't know if you guys got anything. Yes, yes. See, I really believe that this is the mind of the Lord here because I want you to understand something. That what he's talking about, oftentimes we get into a mode, a cycle, whatever it may be, and we feel trapped and we don't know how to get out of it. And what happens is we start self-soothing. Can we be honest in church? And we do things to self-soothe, to try and just... Get away for a moment and get away from it. But self-soothing, it doesn't end with that. It moves to self-sabotage. Where all of a sudden we begin to do things that are outside of our character and even what we believe because we feel trapped in something. But God's coming, like the scripture says in Psalm 132, and, he, and the scripture says, my soul escaped out of the trap of the trapper. Come on, somebody. For the snare, the trap is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. And I just heard as you were coming up here today, as Pastor Mark was prophesying, that God's releasing you. It's time for you to fly. It's time for you to soar. It's time for you to be who God's called you to be. And so those modes are being broken tonight. And so what I need you to do is put your hands on your mind right now. Woo! Because strongholds are being broken now. Mindsets are being broken right now. Paradigms are being broken right now. The lie of the enemy is being shut up right now in Jesus' name. And he speaks over the mothers because you not just are not a mother, you have an assignment to raise up another generation. And God says, I'm coming, I'm touching you in your mind this night, the way you think, the way you see, the way you talk, the way you move, because you're raising up a generation of Daniels and Shadrachs and Meshachs and Abednegoes. You're raising up a generation of Esthers that are going to infiltrate the world like never before. And if the enemy can come against the mothers, then he can come against the children. But God says, I break it now. There it is. Come on, somebody receive that. I break it now in the name of Jesus. I want you to say this word with me on the count of three. You're going to say victory. Whatever it is, whatever you've been dealing with, whatever struggle's been going on, whatever challenges, it's being broken tonight. And he's replacing losses with victories now. Come on, somebody. And so on the count of three, we're going to say victory in the name of Jesus. Ready? One, two, three. One, two, three. Victory. One, two, three. Victory. You're a mom. Do you, have, do you have something for the mothers? Because this is powerful. Actually, uh, earlier Pastor Patrick mentioned the story of Ruth, and Ruth is just one of my favorites. I love Ruth. And here's Ruth. She's a foreigner. She marries this guy who is a son of Naomi, who she's one of the people of God. 
Ruth is not one of the people of God. And Naomi's husband dies. This is a sad story. Ruth's husband dies, and they're stuck, not with the people of God. And they say, hey, we're going to go back to the people of God because God has provided bread in his house. And I just believe this is for you, but I believe this is for your house. This is a Ruth house. And I believe that you are going to find women who have been forgotten, women who feel like they're on the outskirts, women who feel like they have no place, they have no voice, they have no situation. They're going to hear that there is bread in the house and they're going to come home. Come on. And it's really amazing because at the end of the story, they pray, I think, the coolest prayer. I actually steal this and I pray this over myself. I pray this over women that I mentor. And it says this, they bless Ruth because she ends up getting the guy, right? Great story. It's such a great story. This is why it's my favorite story. It's like the hallmark story of the Bible. Uh, She gets the guy and they say, hey, may the Lord make the women who, and I'm saying this to you, okay? May the Lord make the women who enter this house. May the Lord make you up here. May, they, may he make you like Rachel and Leah. What did Rachel and Leah do? Well, they had a war to build Israel, you know? They had a lot of sons, a lot. There's that story. It's R-rated. I can't do it, but... May you be powerful. May you be powerful, women. Our world is telling us what power looks like. Can I tell you, we don't need the world's version of power. God tells us exactly who we are. When we walk in his power, when we're clothed in his might, we're powerful. We're a force to be reckoned with. So may you be powerful. May your name be well known in this city. May your name be well known in this church. May your name be well known in this state. And may your house become like the house of Perez, Mm. the son of Tamar, born to Judah. You know what Perez means? It means break out. Women, break out from your past, break out from your legacy, break out from your addiction, break out from your depression, break out, break out. The labels that are put on you, break out. You are called to be a Ruth in your city. You're called to be a Ruth in this church. Build the house of God, build the legacy of God, and break out. Yes. Expect a new anointing. Expect a fresh anointing. I, I heard this. I said, like, there's ladies up here. You're entering into a season of answered prayers. Amen. Prayers, if you have a spouse, for your spouse. Prayers for your children. Watch and see. God's going to answer the prayers of mothers. And tonight, we rise up and we call you blessed. And we honor you because you're stepping into victory. You're stepping into wholeness. You're stepping into fullness. And we honor you tonight. Come on, somebody honor the mothers here tonight. Come on. Your, your, your reward might not be in here on the earth, but the reward is going to be in your children or it's going to be in heavenly places. God is the rewarder, and he takes care of you. So as you go back to your seat, let's just give them a hand. Come on, as you go back to your seat. Woo. Oh, 
hold, hold, hold on, one, one second, one second before you go back. One second. Stay here. I just feel one more thing in my heart. I know uh, last year, uh, the, la the last year uh, in our family, we had so many losses, just one after another, after another, after another. And I just feel like the Lord just wants to give you guys a full meal deal. And some of you may be, some of you may, you know, you've come up and what we prayed for, you're going to have, it's happening. We've spoken it, the Lord's going to do it. But you may be here, standing here, and you've got some grief deep in your heart. There have been some significant losses in your life. Some significant losses. And I believe that the Spirit of God wants to come today and touch you in that core deep place bring about a peace bring about a comfort bring about a healing I want you just to hold your hands like this if you would and if, if that's you just give him your grief Lord, I, I give you my grief. I give you my loss. Just pour it out to him. Shed a couple tears. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. Just give it to him. He wants to carry it with you. It's all right. Patrick referred to it, Jerusha referred to it, story of Ruth, her dear mother-in-law. When she went back to Bethlehem, they said, oh, Naomi's called, come home. They said, don't call me Naomi. 
Call me Mara. Call me bitter because the hand of the Lord has gone against me. She had lost what was dear to her. She thought it was over. But the God you serve and the God you love. Come on. Put something back in her hands and not just in her hands, but in her heart. Just cup your hand one more time. We're going to pray. And just say, Lord, I receive what you're pouring into my hands. Come on. My name is not Mara. My name is blessed. My name is favored. My name is loved by God. Father, we thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's a, there's, there, there's a, oh, I'm sorry. Hold that right there. We have to do something right now. We're going to continue. But if you have children in nursery or seeds, we want to, of course, bring relief to the workers back there that's been back there. If you would go get your children out of nursery or seeds, that would be absolutely wonderful. We're going to continue, but we need to release those who are working in that area. Thank you. I just felt a kind of a bird in my heart. There's, there's a, uh, a gentleman here. Um, I'm not sure you, you, you've, you've had work on your, your, your spine. I don't know if it's deterioration, whatever it is. But you've been living with like, uh, like sometimes excruciating pain that goes down your right leg. It's from your spine. It goes down your right leg. And I believe the Lord just wants tonight to touch your body and give you relief from that. You're not going to have to be in pain pills all your life. You're not going to have to struggle with that pain all your life. God's going to give you a release and a healing. So if that's you, just want you to stand. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. Right there. Right there. Someone just lay your hand on this. Just lay your hand on that gentleman. Right there, okay. It's three. All right. And so we just believe that we, we believe the word of the Lord tonight. That that injury in your spine, you're not, you're, that's not going to be something you're going to live with the rest of your life. We believe tonight that the Lord is going to arrest that and bring deliverance. And that chronic pain, that chronic pain that radiates down your leg, the Spirit of God is going to give you relief. So, Father, we speak to that mountain tonight in the name of Jesus. We speak to the back. We speak to the degenerative disc. We speak to, Lord, Father God, the nerve damage. We speak to the muscle damage, Father, and we say thank you for your touch. God, we trust you to bring uh, deliverance in the lives of these men. In Jesus' name, amen. There's just obviously a special grace in here on your young people, your students. And um, I just, I want to, number one, I want to bless you guys because I believe that you're actually supposed to be part of 
a revival that just breaks out. It's breaking out all over the world, but I think there's going to be a revival in this city and there's going to be a revival in this church. And I, I had two specific stories for you and your students, but the first one is the story of Gideon. And I, I saw you, Topher, right? I'm saying your name right. I saw you, Topher, as Gideon. And Gideon is like, at first he's hesitant, right? Okay, like God, is this really you? Are you really calling me to do this? And I think God would come and he wants to give you a new level of confidence. And not that you're not already confident, but right now he wants to come and he wants to stand before you and he wants to say, mighty man of valor, like, let's do this. Like, let's go to work. Let's go to battle. Let's do this. And it's really crazy because in the story, you would think that he's supposed to get all the people, all the guys to be in the army, but the whole story is this paring down, this paring down, this paring down, and there's this really cool phrase in the story where he says, send away all the people who are in fear and are trembling. And I believe that God wants to come and he wants to say to you, you mighty man of valor, because he's looking for a company of young people who are not going to have fear in their hearts. They're not going to have trepidation in their hearts. But when they hear the call of God, when they hear the words that are going to come out of your mouth, they're going to rally to you. And it's crazy because then these like this small company of guys, they go into battle and they create such a sound that it sends the enemy running. And I believe in this day, in this church, in this country, God is raising up a company of young men and women who are bold, who are fearless. And they're going to create a sound. It's going to send the enemy running. Do you hear that sound? Gender confusion. you are got to go. Do you hear the sound? Addiction. you got to go. Do you hear the sound? Cell phones, you got to be put down. Do you hear the sound? There's a sound. There's a sound. There's a sound of young men and women who are standing up and they're saying, no, we're done. We're over. We don't want this anymore. There's another story. Dude, you're getting the best stories. I'm going to get you. There's this guy. He's an eight-year-old king. What's an eight-year-old king going to do? He's going to start revival. His name's Josiah. And he's going to call who? He's going to call the church back to the things of God, back to what God cares about, back to what's on God's heart. And it's going to be such a revival that, get this, people are going to stand all day listening to what God wants to do here and now, how he's inviting us back to his heart. And this is what's crazy. This revival is going to break out. And in this revival, there's going to be Daniel's, Shadrach's, Meshach's, Abednego's, who are going to be little kids. 
and they're going to get carried off into exile. But what happens in the revival is going to be so life-changing that it's going to stay with them even in exile. They're going to be true to the purposes and the plans of God. And so I call you and I anoint you this house. You are Gideon's. You are Josiah's. Let the fire of God fall in this place. Let the revival of God fall in this place. We're calling. We're calling to you. All you students, we're calling to you. High schoolers, we're calling to you. Junior highers, we're calling to you. Grade schoolers, we're calling to the schools and the junior highs and the high schools in this city. Hear the sound. Hear the sound. Hear the sound. Hear the sound. And I just had over you, and I know, I know part of your story, so this isn't totally fair, but I, I can't shake this. You are a Hannah, and you prayed for that baby, and you asked God for that baby, and he gave you a Samuel, and Samuel, that's not his name I know, you are going to hear the voice at such a young age, the sound of the voice of God at a young age. And you are going to actually usher in a new era, even into this church, even into the kids' ministry. Because this isn't just for high schoolers. It's for grade schoolers. It's for little two- and three-year-olds. I see the presence of God falling in your kids' ministries and you guys all being like, whoa, what's happening? You're going to usher in a new era, even as Samuel ushered in a new era. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having a blonde moment. Topher and Jamie and Jonesy, the three of you. Um, Topher, um, I just looked at you and said, I just heard the word of the Lord is in your mouth. It puts a sword in your hand. It's a two-edged sword, one with the rhema and one with the logos. And God's opening up his word, the logos, the written word to you like you've never known before. But also with the logos is the rhema, is the revelation. And God's going to allow the spirit of revelation to rest upon you. And even as you speak the word, that teaching mantle that's inside of you is going to come forth, and it's that impartation that you're going to release to many, many people. Also, there's a prophetic thing inside of you that God wants to crack open now in Jesus' name. In fact, i got to lay hands on you because it's going to, the anointing is going to just crack something. Oh, come here. Come here. Where is, where's Topher? What is the name Topher? Where's that from? It's Christopher. Christopher. Lord, we thank you for a release now, the prophetic, a hearing ear, and release the voice. When God speaks, open up your mouth and speak. The Lord says, don't hold back any longer, but declare my word, because I'm going to back it up, man of God. I'm going to release it through you, O man of God. God brought you into this house. He brought you into this family for his purpose in this hour, because he had a calling deep inside of you, and he's connected you. He's grafted you into this vine. And the Spirit of the Lord comes tonight and He says, I'm going to release my word through you. You're not just an administrator. You're not just someone who just takes care of details. You are my prophet, says the Spirit of the Lord. And your wife right here holds a young prophet. I, I, as you, you already said it, but I, I've already, I was looking at this baby. I was like, this is a prophetic evangelist here. Yeah. This child is going to lead so many people to Jesus. We're going to have to all wait until to, to, we get to heaven to even 
find out who all the people. I see this son preaching the word of the Lord that you hold in your arms. I see this son prophesying, releasing miracles. Even at a young age, it's been declared, even at a young age, miracles will flow through Jonesy, right? <laughs> the power of God. Watch and see because God's going to accelerate his mind. He's going to talk earlier than you would think. He's going to walk earlier than you're going to think. You're going to see God. God wants to show you signs. I'm telling you, mark these moments. As Mary pondered in her heart, I want you to ponder in your heart because God's going to do things because there's going to be wisdom beyond his years. And he will be my prophetic evangelist in this generation. And a woman of God, even the word of God that's been spoken over you time and time and time again, that there's a word in your mouth, God says, I'm calling that big thing forth. I know you've moved into motherhood. You've moved into a different era. But you will preach the word of the Lord. You will speak it. And you'll, I just see you like your daddy. Just walking around, stomping around, and just declaring the word of the Lord. Because that is inside of you. There is a wisdom that's beyond your years. There's a Deborah-type wisdom that God's given you where people come to you. And they hear, the, they, they ask you questions. And, and, and they ask, what do you think? And you, you, you just say it. You're just real. And you just say it the way it is. But as you say it, it's going to release people. It's going to set people free and set them in a new trajectory. There's blessing upon your house. And let me tell you this. God's going to bless you. I, I'm, I'm not done with you. God's going to bless you financially. And I'm talking about even out in the other arenas. There's some business dreams and things that are inside of you that God is calling for. Maybe you're the one that I'm talking to tonight. Get the LLC, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. But get it because there's business inside of you. And I'm going to cause the blessing of Abraham to be upon you. And not only are you going to be blessed, but others are going to be provided for. I see people working for you. And you're going to provide provision for entire households because of the idea that's inside of you. So I call it forth now in Jesus' name. For you shall be blessed as the Spirit of the Lord. This uh, couple right here uh, in the, uh, he has a blue, kind of a blue or teal short sleeve shirt. And your wife, I believe, has a, you, why don't you guys just stand for a second? I, I, I just hear the Lord saying that the two of you are faithful people. Faithful people. You love God with all your heart, all your mind, soul, and strength. And there's, there's nothing you would not give to help somebody. In your heart, is like you, you love God and you want to better the lives of people. And I hear the Lord saying this. He's going to make the two of you like uh, weather reporters. And what I mean by that is this. You're going to go into people's lives... And you're going to change the weather. Wow. You're going to change the climate. Where it's been snow, sleet, and hail, and their, their soul is freezing and welting away. You're going to bring sunshine. You're going to bring warmth. You're going to bring hope. In fact, the Spirit of the Lord says, the two of you will be infusers of hope. There are going to be cases that come across your pathway, come across your doorsteps, where people will come and they will say, what? There's, there's, it's, it's over. There's nothing we can do. 
And you're going to begin to open your hearts and open your hands and, and, and release love and speak words. And their lives are going to be transformed. You're going to save marriages. You're going to save families. You're going to, you're, you're going to help uh, young men and young women who've got off the wrong track and they're going down the wrong road. God's going to use you to change their, 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 their compass and turn them back. You're going to change the weather in many people's lives. The authority of God is upon you to do that. I want to pray for that whole row. I just feel a word for that whole row. Wow, come on. I want to do it like this. <laughs> if I could just get everybody in this row, just to, this row right here, just to stand up. And th th this, is the, this is the word of the Lord for, for this role. God is getting ready to rain on you. There's fresh rain from heaven that's going to begin to fall in your houses, your own personal hearts, your relationship, your business. It's going to, get, it, it's going to rain. I remember a few years back, the, uh, I was at a, uh, another conference, and there was a, uh, an elderly couple and the Lord gave me this weird word. I said, get ready to get you, put your galoshes on because you're getting ready to get soaked and you're going to walk in rivers. So about two or three years later, they come back and they said, hey, you know, uh, literally what happened was they moved to where the, they moved to the beach and God began just to pour. They stay, and every time they say, they say, man, they said, Mark, we got our galoshes on. I want to tell you by the word of the Lord, get ready to get your galoshes on. It's going to begin to rain. It's going to begin to pour in your life. Just lift your hands if you will. Father, in the name of Jesus, for this row, we release rain. Holy Spirit, uh, allow the clouds to begin to pour out. Let there be a deluge of your blessing. Let there be, Lord, a monsoon of the goodness of God upon them. We thank you for the breakthroughs. I just feel like burdens are going to be lifted. Some tight stuff that's been kind of around you is going to begin to break off. You're going to, it's almost like when you wake up in the morning, you're going to say, whew, something's gone. And that's going to be a sign to you that it's raining in Jesus' name. Amen. I came into this, into the church tonight, and I went and I was washing my hands, and I heard wedding bells. And I heard the sound of crying babies. Watch and see. Babies are going to come. They're going to accelerate in this house. What's it say in Exodus 1? The women of, of Israel were more robust. I'm telling you, there's babies to be birthed in this house, but also holy hookups. For some reason, I'm just hearing in the spirit, like, just relational holdups are being broken in Jesus' name. And, and, and there's going to be weddings in this place. And, and, and you're going to finally, he's going to, young lady, he's going to finally open his eyes and see that the grass ain't greener. Ooh, I don't have too many amens. Okay, that's fine. But there's going to be weddings in this house. Ha. Huh. Not just even young. There's some. There's some even some people in their 40s and 50s. God's going to bring holy hookups in this place. 
Watch and see because God is dealing with relationships. One of the things God is doing in this house is he's, this house is going to be a model of relationship. It's going to be a model of how to do family. Oh, come on now. This place is going to be a, people are going to walk in the door and they're going to sense family life. They're going to sense health and they're going to say, whatever's in that place, I didn't have that in my life. So guess what? I need to be around these people. And it's going to get on people. And the spirit of divorce that's in this region is being broken right now. No, no. I have an authority in this. I've been through hell and back. And I'm telling you right now, the spirit of divorce is being broken. I mean, you can say amen or or, or not, but I'm speaking into the atmosphere, and I'm speaking into the ground in this region. And I'm telling you right now, but the enemy's meant for evil in your marriage and in your family to bring division. It's being broken right now. And I take authority in the name of Jesus. And the, they say the divorce rate in the church is the same as the world. No, bro, that's not happening any longer. This is going to be a house of health in Jesus' name, in relationships, in marriages. Ha, in Jesus' name. And young person, you've been waiting to get married, but you've seen the wrong example. And so there's been a holdup. God breaks that in your life. Because I'm telling you right now, dude, she's up in here. Some people are like, what? I'm telling you right now, there's some holy hookups that are going to take place in this house. You've been waiting for me to prophesy over you. Red hat, beard, black hoodie. Stand up. You, 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 you thought I was going to prophesy over you, and I am. I am. Because guess what? You're coming into a new season. The disappointment that you've been carrying from the past is broken now in Jesus' name. The words that came against you, the arrows that were shot at you, the pain that you inflicted you've carried for years, that power of that thing is being broken tonight. You will no longer walk with the labels and the limitations of yesterday, says the Spirit of the Lord. But I'm coming tonight not by power and not by might, but by my spirit. And I'm resting upon you and I'm calling you forth, almighty man of God. I'm calling forth the creativity that's inside of you. I'm calling forth even that prophetic perspective that you have that's inside of you. I'm calling it forth. You will not be dormant any longer. You're not going to sit on the sidelines any longer. You're not going to be a bench warmer. You're going to be on the field and active and you're going to touch people's lives for even what the enemy meant for evil to cause you to be discouraged and depressed the spirit of the lord says i've called that's the counterfeit i've called you to be an encourager because when you open up your mouth there's a word of encouragement do you know what encouragement is it's part of the prophetic you're building people up and so god says i'm causing that thing to be released in your life guess what a year from now you're going to be unrecognizable And even financially, and even in career and job, bouncing from job to job and and not really settling, the Lord's going to settle you into your 
finances and into your career and those holdups, it's shaken off of you right now. And guess what? You're going to be, in fact, I see you a year from now driving a different car. I see you living in a different place. I hear the word upgrade coming to your life because I'm upgrading your soul your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you will prosper as your soul prospers. And so the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you tonight, and he says, I'm going to visit you in your sleep and even in your dreams, and you're going to have visitations with me, says the Spirit of the Lord, and I'm going to speak to you, and I'm going to give you words, and I'm going to give you assignments, and you're going to wake up every morning with joy. And so depression goes right now in Jesus' name. Depression goes. Medication, ha, leaves right now in Jesus' name. Your body's, your, your body's feeling for medication. That's being broken right now. I'm telling you, watch you in a year. You're going to be totally different. What's your name? Jerry. Lord, I thank you for Jerry. I thank you for this mighty man of God, this mighty man of valor. And Lord, I thank you that you are causing an upgrade to happen within his soul in Jesus' name. Why so downcast, O oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Lord, I thank you that there's an upgrade that's taking place. I can't wait to see you, man, because God is doing so much in your life. It's going to be completely different starting now. One more time, Jerry. <laughs> the Lord loves you. You know, I just, there is a, uh, don't get frustrated. You've already got the word what God's going to do, just the pace, thing, the pace of things, right? But what the Spirit of the Lord is doing, God is, God is creating a, a roar in you. You know, it's like if you look at the Lion King movie when like little Simba was a little, kind of little pup, and he'd be like, ah, you know. He ain't scared of nobody, but as time grow, goes by and he's growing, he becomes stronger, more mature, there's that lion's roar. And, and, and in your heart, I just feel like there's been like a, just a piece of frustration because uh, in your mind, God's, already, God's shown you the level of the roar that's supposed to come out of your life. And in your heart, you're like, Laura, Laura, I'm not roaring that loud. What, what's supposed to be in here, what I see in here is not coming out of here. But as you just continue to let God shape you through his word, just serving, being faithful to the house of God, loving people, learning to be obedient to God and little things he puts in your heart to be able to do and what he tells you to do, as you just continue just to follow him in those little tiny incremental ways, what that's doing is creating that capacity and that cavity within your own heart, within your own soul, that the come day on. will come when you will roar and you will literally shake hell. Demons will be, demons will be pushed back. Lives will be transformed. You're going to have, the day's going to come, you're going to have a wonderful preaching ministry. You're gonna have a you're, you're, you're gonna have a wonderful preaching ministry, and you're not gonna just you know. So, sometimes I'm a yeller, man. I can you know I'll, I'll yell a lot, but you know now I'm kind of laid back. But I'm a yeller, but it's not it's, it's not gonna be that uh, just even the, the 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 volume of your voice, but it's gonna be the volume of the love that comes from your heart. You're gonna be a man that speaks, and people are gonna say, "This man loves us. This man cares for us." And it's going to be because you've allowed God 
to, pros to process you and to form and to shape that roar inside of your heart. So you're in progress. Don't be discouraged. You're going to get some good things along the way, and the roar is going to come to fruition. Come on. Amen. Dude beside you, stand up, man. Hoodie. You're, you, you, it's not just him. It's you too. The hand of the Lord is upon you. He's calling you forth, and you're not just left on the sidelines. You're not forgotten. And there was a time frame in your life where you felt forgotten. You felt left out. But God calls you to the table, to sit at the table, and to sit at his banking table, and his banner over you is love. And he speaks a word of love and restoration in your heart. It's like I look at you, and you should be dead right now. It's like the assignment of the enemy. The enemy wanted to take you out because you are supernatural. Your life is supernatural, and what God wants to do through you is supernatural. I see you walking into places of darkness and snatching people out of darkness and bringing them into God's marvelous light. There's an evangelistic anointing upon you that is absolutely abnormal because it's relational. People like you. They like to be around you. And they're going to find out this joy that you have, the world can't give and the world can't take away. This peace that you have, this, this, this righteousness that you have, this lifestyle that you have, it comes from Jesus. God's touching your feet, he's touching your walk, and he's calling you to even a new place of consecration and separation. And as you do that, watch and see, for the Spirit of the Lord will bless you. Man on the guitar, the songwriting anointing is upon you. I'm telling you right now. I, heard the, I, I see you on the guitar, but I heard the Lord say, I'm giving you instruments. And I'm giving you proficiency in instruments. And I'm going to cause my song like David to come forth from you. Songs in season. Songs that declare what God is doing. Not just in a moment, but what God's about to do. For even you're going to go off of the song sometimes. You're going to begin to sing the song of the Lord. And it's going to be a prophetic song that's going to be released out of you, O man of God. And the sound and the songs that will come out of you will be released to the nations. It will go forth on a whole other level. You've dreamed this. It's been your vision. You want to see it. And the Lord says, I'm causing this thing to come to pass. And not only that, but you're going to be a mentor. You're going to raise up worshipers. You're going to raise up worship warriors, says the Spirit of the Lord. That anointing comes upon you, and right now it just rests upon you to raise up. It's like, you know, there's groups of people, the, the sons of Korah, they were worship leaders, they, and they were a family of people. There's a, that anointing rests upon you to raise up sons and daughters that are going to worship, not entertain. And you're going to teach them that worship is a lifestyle. Worship is not their obligation, it's their occupation. I'm sorry, I'm just going to keep moving here. Stand up, man. Is, is she with you? Okay, then have her stand up too. You're like the train. I'm sorry, am I okay? Okay, I'll do this and then I'll, I'll hand it to y'all. You're like the Transformers, more than meets the eye. It's like, you know, you could be just incognito, but you're like a secret agent, you know what I'm saying, in the spirit. Like, you, you, you're a servant. You're faithful, you fill in the gaps, you take care of whatever needs to be taken care of, but at the same time, there is a ridiculous anointing that's on your life. 
And when you speak, demons tremble. And when you declare the word of the Lord, ha, because there's a prophetic thing on the two of you, ha, all of a sudden, lives are changed. And as the Lord brings you into a place right now where you're stepping out like you've never stepped out before, out of your comfort zone, and he brings you into a place where you're going to raise up people. You're going to raise up people. You're, you're, you're a strategist. You're a thinker. You're analytical. You have all this other stuff. That's why I'm dealing with the spirit side of you. Because you're not too mystical. You're logical. But the spirit of the Lord's calling that thing forth from you and says you're more than meets the eye. And I'm going to release that. There's a healing mantle that rests upon you, daughter. The miraculous is upon you. I mean, you're a woman of wisdom. You're a woman of insight. You're, you watch everything. You have discernment. You can tell what's going on with somebody. You can walk into a restaurant, a grocery store, a coffee shop, and you can tell everything that's going on in people's heart. God just didn't give you that just to be able to see it and know it, but to speak to it. And he's going to give you a word of wisdom that you're going to speak to people's lives. The sons of Issachar knew the times and the seasons, but they also knew what Israel ought to do. With the word of knowledge, there has to be a word of wisdom. So God gives you the insight, the divine details, but now he gives you a word of wisdom where you're going to speak to people in different places, in different arenas, in different locations. You're going to speak the word of the Lord. And it's not going to necessarily come out of you like, thus saith the Lord. Sometimes it's going to be like, you know, I just saw you there and I just want to say this. And it's going to come out of you a special grace is going to come upon you and watch and see because the two of you are going to actually have to call the pastor because you're going to start bringing families into this house yeah. young families are going to start coming to this house I, I just see I just see a row I see two rows I see three rows I mean it's going to be over time but I see people coming into this house you are gatherers and the teaching mantle that's upon you Huh, is a revelatory teaching gift, man of God. But I, gotta, I still got to deal with this supernatural thing because you're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. You're going to prophesy the word of the Lord. You're going to move over from, from teach to prophesy, from analytical to supernatural. And God calls that forth out of you starting now. couple in the second row right here are you guys gray shirt you guys are you together is is this are these your kids yeah oh this is so cool can you stand up I actually all of you have to stand up you all have to stand up I actually saw you in prayer and the minute I saw you I was reminded of the story in Exodus where the Amalekites are taking on the people of God and so Moses goes and he stands on the mountain and he sends Joshua to fight the battle. And as long as the staff of God, the rod of God is in the air, right, the Israelites prevail. But it's really heavy to hold a staff in the air for a long time. And so his arms get tired. And Aaron and her come. Moses actually sits down. And they hold up his arms. And the people of God prevail. 
And I, I just saw two things for you as a couple. I just believe that you are called to hold up the arms of your pastors. I think God has specifically gifted and graced you. And it's weird because I, I really got this clearly. One of the ways you're actually supposed to hold up their arms is financial. And I don't even understand that. But I, I see God giving you money to actually, yes, bless the church, but to actually bless your pastors. And um, so I see that, but I also see that you're actually supposed to hold up your pastor's arms. You're supposed to hold up this church's arms in prayer. And I believe that God has gifted you as a praying couple and you're, um, you're an intercessory couple. And I just believe in this season, you're going to find yourself spending hours and hours and hours of your time crying out to God. And it's weird because you're not necessarily going to get the benefit personally of those hours, but this church, who this church is full of Joshua's who are fighting the enemy. There's a lot of young people, your sons included, who are going to take out some Amalekites, some historic enemies to the people of God. And it's going to be because... You've got the arms of your pastors and your church in the air, and you are crying out to God day and night. And there is just, you guys are just, wow. I have two sons, so I, I'm like, I'm partial to you already. I want to give uh -huh. you every good yes, story Lord. in the Bible and be like, you're so this. But I actually believe that you are like John and Charles Wesley. Um, oh, they have my heart. Like, I want to be Susanna Wesley more than anything, but I didn't have enough kids, so it's out. But I believe actually, this is weird, but I think one of you is a preacher and I think one of you is a singer and I actually don't know how it lands. But I would say to the preacher, preach. I would say to the singer, sing. And the words God's gonna give you are going to light a fire in this country. The words God's gonna give you are gonna light a fire. And I actually, whoa, I see you, I see you penning songs that are sung not just decades but we're talking hundreds of years from now you are to give yourselves to the things of God what's okay for other people it's not okay for you I don't know why. They're, I can't watch TV like other people. I have friends. They can watch all those shows. And I'm like, I don't judge you, but I can't watch those shows. Why? Because there's an anointing on my life that God has to protect. There's an anointing on your Come life on. that God wants to protect. And so I, I'm blessing you. I'm blessing you. In your generation, in your time, you are going to make the name of God known. You're going to make the name of God glorious. Even as you preach, even as you sing, I see people falling to their knees. They're not wowed by you. They fall to their knees and they cry out, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, come. And mom and dad, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. I'm going to say it again. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Oh, just bless you guys. And finances. I see that. I never get that. I wish somebody would give that to me. Finances. I see it. Like lots of money, right? Like Scrooge McDuck swimming in money kind of finances. That's what I see. That's what I see. And here, 
That was awesome, amazing, love you, sit down. Okay, so here's the thing. If you were in here and you are single and you wanna get married and you heard Pastor Patrick's word, I'm just really confused why you were not on your feet, and I'm serious right now, why you were not on your feet saying, God, me. Can I tell you, I was 27 when I got married. Look at me like I'm crazy. I didn't think any guy would want this hot mess. And literally, I got a prince among men. And my dad, I was actually distant from God, and God just came with his word, revolutionized my life, and God came. And my dad said, if you will give your life to what God has called you to give your life to, move back home, you will be married within the year. I was married within the year, and did I mention, he's a prince among men. He is, he's a firefighter. He wears a uniform, and he plays the piano, and he's presently building me a house on property. He's a man, okay? So, I would like to revisit Pastor Patrick's word, and I'm serious, because there is a grace in this room for you to get married if you want that grace. But you know what I found? God responds to my faith. See, my dad gave me that word. If I would have stayed where I was, right? I actually had to apply some practice to that word. If you are in this room and you'd like to get married, you should stand up. There you go. You should stand up. What? Okay, wait a second. How were we not getting African-American church up in here waving the hanky? You're not married? What? Girls, like seriously. Seriously. Do you know, stay standing. Do you know in Genesis, that Adam and Eve were meant to tend the garden. Do you know what that actually means? They were meant to create and cultivate an environment of worship and obedience to God. And I believe in this house it will be known that marriages are places they create gardens where families give their lives to the worship and the obedience of God. And I believe even I see books being written. I see seminars being given on how to do marriage. Not just like a step-by-step, but how to give your life to Jesus to do marriage that just rocks. Because marriage rocks. It is the best, greatest thing ever. Especially when you are a 27-year-old virgin, okay? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So Jesus, we're asking right now, we're asking right now that grace would fall on this church for people to not just marry somebody, for people to connect with the very person and promise of God that you have for their life. Faith Lutz, why are you not standing up? Sorry, I brought faith with me. That was not okay. You're not standing? Come on, you came with me. Sorry, I'm just reminded of an earlier conversation. God has, God has 
Woo! Come on. This house is going to be a house of purity. I just right now, I see grace falling on parents. Moms and dads, take your kids' phones away. What do you think, what do you think your kids are looking at in their room late at night on their computers and on their phones? Right now, grace is falling on this house to raise kids to actually be fruitful and multiply and build the kingdom of God. Grace on you to find your guy. Grace on you to find your girl. Grace on you to give your life, spend your life together with your spouse in the very worship and the glory and the knowing of Jesus Christ. Grace on you to raise a godly offspring. Grace, grace, grace to multiply. Grace to leave a legacy that lasts for thousands of years. Not one where people walk to and fro from God, but they walk in the purposes of God decade after decade, century after century, decade. Come on, Jesus, do it. Do it here, God. Hey, Amen. Yeah, I mean, a man, a man who, who lives his life like this will be easily be able to do like this. <laughs> Stand, stand back up. We got to pray for them. We got to pray for you. Come on, stand back up. You want to get married? Come on, you have, you have an anointing here. Swallow that water and then you have an anointing for this. We've got a word that we're saying at our church a lot right now. And it's suddenly. Some of you have been Woo. waiting. A long time. Elliot, you've been waiting a long time. I don't understand. I'm so confused, right? Like, again, I think you might be a prince among men, right? Like, you're a Joseph, right? You're one whose vines climb out over the wall. You're one who the archers tried to take out, but your bow has remained steady. And God would come to you today and he would say, I have seen your faithfulness and I have seen your heart. You have like a sterling, like sterling heart. Yeah. Hmm. Woo. And he's even, he's even prepared her. Yeah. He's, he's fashioned her. Wait, are you about to get married? No. What? Oh, I love this. Yay. Oh, you got a prince among men. You know what? When you get a prince among men, you know what that means? You're the actual blessed one. Like, my husband, he got me. I got the prince. You got the prince. You are called to rule and reign together, and God is going to put great influence on you as a couple, and your bow will remain steady, and there is fruitfulness, and there is bounty, and I believe that God's even word over you would be he has an umbrella, protection, yeah. anointing on your life. What touches your life stays safe. Yes. What and touches I, your life stays protected. I want to jump in before yeah. you pray yeah. for these people, because I saw you, and I, I wanted to say, Aquila, your Priscilla's coming. Wow. Oh. Wow. Aquila wow. means eagle. Wow. 
Priscilla means longevity. And Aquila and Priscilla, when you look in the book of Acts, their names are mentioned six times. And it's Aquila and Priscilla. But then it flips. It's Priscilla and Aquila. Three times Aquila, Priscilla. Three times Priscilla. They, their names were synonymous together. You couldn't speak of one without speaking of them both. And they had an anointing in the earth to raise up churches and to go to different locations. They were, they, 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 he, the eagle would fly and he'd land in a season into a place called Ephesus. And they helped start the church in Ephesus. Then God took them to Corinth. You follow the storyline that he took them to Corinth to establish the church in Corinth. Then they went over to Rome and were a part of establishing the church in Rome. Then again, they went back to Ephesus. They went out, went out, and then finally landed back where they started. And the Spirit of the Lord, the eagle is upon you because you're going to go forth. And they established people. Do you know who led Apollos into the gospel? The most powerful preacher in the New Testament, Apollos. It was Aquila and Priscilla. They were tent makers. They had an anointing, a business anointing upon them that funded what they did. And the Lord says, I'm going to cause even business to come upon you. And I'm going to cause you to be blessed financially so that you can go forth at, to the nations, to go forth to the locations that I have for you. But you start off in Ephesus. And Ephesus means fully mature. And Ephesus is the place where the seven churches started. Ephesus is the place where it began, where in two and a half years, all of Asia Minor heard the gospel. Out of Ephesus, there went forth a church multiplying movement. And it went forth, and it went to uh, all the different locations in, in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, and God says, I'm causing the eagle to go forth into these places out of Ephesus to establish people, to establish churches, but then one day in the future, I'm going to land you back in that place as not just a pastor, but an apostle. Because a father anointing will rest upon you. For the Spirit of the Lord comes even upon you today and says that I'm causing the heart of the Father to rest upon you. And I'm dealing with the void that's been in your life and the hurt that's been in your life. And I'm reestablishing fatherhood, the heart of the Father inside of you. For you will be known as the father of many among the nations, says the Spirit of the Lord. I forgot to mention to you that I have known my husband since I was eight, but my eyes were blinded to his glory until, until he became a firefighter. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I believe that in this room, there are suddenly encounters. Come I on, actually believe that some of you have even looked at people and there's been like this glaze over your eyes that you couldn't actually see them for who they were. And I believe even right now that's actually getting lifted in this place. And some of you are, you're going to find yourself at youth events or young adult events or even in church and you're going to be worshiping and all of a sudden you're going to look over and be like, hello. Wow. Mamacita, and then mamacita. it's going to be suddenly, 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 suddenly. That's the word I have for marriages in this room. Suddenly. For dating relationships. Suddenly. For engagement. Suddenly. Not too suddenly. Seek wise counsel. Okay? And, then, and then the babies come after yes. that in that sequence. Yes, yes, yes. 
por favor. Pray, 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 pray. Okay, I thought I was done. I'm squirreling. Guys, I'm such a, my husband will tell you, squirrel is my thing. And I pray, this is just so on my heart. Um, I care about purity. And sometimes when I talk about it, people think I'm legalistic. I'm not legalistic at all. One of the reasons my husband and I have such a beautiful marriage is we were each other's first everything. Does that make us perfect? No, it just means we had less baggage to bring to the marriage. I want people to have less baggage to bring to the marriage because I'm tired of Christians getting divorced. I'm over it. I don't like it. It actually upsets me. And so I pray God's grace on you when you find that guy or you find that girl to be wise. I pray God's grace on you. Some of you, it's not going to be suddenly. And you're going to have to wait. And there's going to be temptations. There's going to be cute girls. There's going to be cute guys that come into your way. And you're going to be tempted. And God would say, patience. So God wants to grant you in this season, he wants to give you wisdom. He wants to give you patience. And he wants to bring suddenly to this church. May your path, may you happen on the field of Boaz, Ruth's. May you happen. May you happen in just the right place at just the right moment. Guys, may you happen on the girl God has for you. Amen.